Meanwhile, in the one-day international at the moment, New Zealand is 171 after 33 overs. Martin Guttel is on 86, facing 106 balls. We've got Young on 71 after 83 balls. And, of course, next in would be Ross Taylor. But Phil Gifford joins me now. Uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting a bit worried that Ross will never make it out, Phil. <laughs> yes, it's very hot, Andrew. I was just sitting there as I was waiting to come on air. Is that you're in a situation where, on the one hand, it's great that New Zealand are doing so very, very well. Good on them, because it was a bit nerve-wracking in the last one day when their innings looked like it was going to collapse until Leighton came along. But, yeah, to see Ross Taylor out there having a fair go at it, as they say in the classics, for his very last match in New Zealand would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Because, God, he's just been so... I mean, he's so gifted and so talented. But it's also, I was thinking, when I knew we were going to have a quick word about him today, that there's a certain dignity about Ross Taylor as well, which I think when Brenda McCullum was appointed as captain uh, ahead of Ross after Ross had been, you know, New Zealand captain for a while, then all of I put all those things together, and I just admire the guy enormously. Mm. Yes, I just said that uh, he is a bloody-minded man who put his mind to things, but he's got impeccable manners. I've never heard a cuss word come out of that man's mouth. He is, he is a super polite, super nice, super respectful fella. And you're quite right, the strength he showed in that bloody coup was amazing. Yes, it was. And, and, and yes, it, it, is, it is a slightly odd thing to say in this day and age, but I agree 100% with you. But he met Ross Taylor a couple of times. Once, bizarrely, was actually at a funeral. And that's the longest chat I've ever had with him. But he's one of those people. There is a certain innate decency about him and a friendliness and, as you say, just impeccable manners, which, again, is a slightly weird thing to be saying in the 21st century. But put it all together, and and you've got, I I think, a lovely person and a magnificent cricketer as well. And it'll be, yeah, it'll be strange to watch a New Zealand team without Ross Taylor, I like it. I just about thought we were about to see him come out because Young just got dropped by the Netherlands. So, no, it will be a magic moment when Ross comes out for his, his last game. Paul Cole. It will be. Paul Cole. You see, I grew, yeah. up, I grew up when I was a kid and, you know, we had Dame Susan DeVoy and we had Ross Norman, you know. and right. But nobody ever made it to number one from the men's side. Paul Cole has done something quite remarkable over the course of this season. I couldn't agree more. And one of the things that is slightly strange is I'm not sure that he's got the attention that he absolutely deserves. I mean, whether maybe squash is not as big a go in New Zealand as it was when Susan DeVoy was you know, the best in the world in the 1980s, I'm not quite sure. But Paul Cole has been just extraordinary. I mean, he's, he won the British Open again, as you say, mate, number one in the world in the men's, in the men's section. And he's also... From, I've never met the guy, but watching interviews with him and listening to him on radio, um, he does seem to be, again, he's a really good guy. He's very straight up and down, um, very pleasant, very articulate, very intelligent. And also, the thing is about squash, I think, just as when Susan DeVoy, when she started out, she went and basically slept with friends' floors and flats in London to get started because it's not a sport that is loaded with money that when you're a young man or woman starting out in it, you've got academies that will assist you and fly you off to different tournaments around the world. So this guy is one of, is potentially one of the greatest New Zealand sports people. Yeah. And yet, most people, it's not a name for a lot of folk, perhaps, that would come immediately to mind when asking who are some of our world champions. Right, well, his name is Cole, and it's C-O-L-L, 
And uh, he's from Greymouth. And I loved it today when I was listening to the radio this morning and he was talking about just how much pressure he had felt on his shoulders because he'd already won a British Open. He had already got to number one. But what he wanted to do was beat the guy who used to be number one, who's now number two, one more time and to get the British Open and to finish the season at number one. And obviously he felt the pressure and he just went out there and did it. And that's that's a that shows very strong mental focus to do something really quite extraordinary. So hopefully at the end of uh, tonight, once people have seen him on the TV a bit more, perhaps he'll become someone like Ross Norman. Hey, can I just talk about the uh, Cricket World Cup final uh, yesterday, which I watched on the telly, even though it was a beautiful day and I really should have been outside. But it was such high quality, particularly Alyssa Healy. Oh, yes. Yeah, what an, what an amazing innings from her. I mean, one of the things about the Australian team in particular that really uh, I think was fantastic was the athleticism. I would say that even one or two of the Aussies men's team would have looked at it and gone, crikey, I mean, I need to get to the gym a bit more. Look, this, is, this was a, a tournament. The one thing, of course, that would have made it just a dream walking, wouldn't it, is if the New Zealand team had got to the final. That would have been. And I think before the tournament, quite a lot of people, including myself, our expectations were probably a bit too high. It was, it was going to be a Cinderella story if they had got to the final. But nevertheless, it ended with a fantastic game, fantastic advertisement for the sport, and thankfully a pretty damn good crowd out there enjoying the sun at Hagley Oval. Very good crowd, and and the ground looked beautiful. Hagley Oval is a beautiful ground, a bit like the Rose Bowl used to be in Southampton. It's just plain beautiful, so people around the world would have gone, oh, yeah, okay, New Zealand, that's a beautiful place, and they love their cricket. It was awesome, and it was as a higher quality as any men's game, and I read something in the paper today, people saying this is actually a game changer for the women's game, that they're going to get you know all sorts of fans, men and women. It, it's no longer just a women's game and a men's game. This is this is pure and out and out cricket, and fans are going to come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think what the tournament did, it turned uh, cricket in this country into a a multi-purpose uh, sport, the same way that tennis is. Mm. Because with tennis, we all know there are there are many many women's tennis games that are. Uh, draw just as big a crowd as they should because they are just so hugely enjoyable. Mm. Same thing happened with this cricket tournament. Good on them. Yeah. Good stuff. Phil Gifford joining me.